Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined, as always, with my co-hosts, Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And guys, before we get to breaking down UAB's 35-6 win over the NCANT Aggies, we've got a special announcement to make. So, Blazer Victory and Cahaba Brewing Company are partnering so very exciting times so going forward what this means you know if you're listening what this means is that all of our game recaps are going to be brought to you by Cahaba Brewing Company and guys I don't know about you you know Cahaba Brewing Company has a lot of great beers especially their core beers uh, but one of my favorites is their Pale Ale you know it's been around for a long time low ABV but you can pick that up at the tap room at the Cahaba Brewery or, or your local grocery store or bar. And I mean, Jimmy, you know, we, we got to hang out a lot with your dad today. And I know he likes the, you know, Cahaba Blonde is one of his favorites. So we are definitely <laughs> excited to partner with uh, Cahaba Brewing Company uh, on the Blazer Victory podcast uh, going forward. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, Big Jim is all about the Cahaba Blonde. He was getting some earlier this week. He tried to order one tonight uh, at our <laughs> pregame spot. Unfortunately, they were out. Uh, but, yeah, that's really exciting, John. I, I'm just looking forward to that partnership and the great things to come, some of the stuff that we've got in the works. But uh, it, it's really nice for us to begin building that relationship with Cahaba uh, Brewery. And, again, just uh, looking forward to all the stuff that we'll have planned in the future. Definitely. And, you know, right now um, we are, you know, every game recap is going to be brought to you by Cahaba Brewing Company. But definitely, like Jimmy just said, there are some other things in the works. So stay tuned, Blazer Nation. Um, but but of course, you know, drink responsibly, um, but go to CahabaBrewing.com is their website and you can look at all the great offerings that they have. Um, not only in the tap in the in, not only in the tap room that has over 26 uh, beers on draft, but also um, it's Oktoberfest season too, and they've got a really good Oktoberfest too. But I especially love the Cahaba Pale Ale, super low ABV, very smooth, great beer. Um, so for all of our, you know, if you're 21 or older listening, and you know you haven't checked out Cahaba, what are you waiting for? You know, go ahead and go to the brewery, or go to your local grocery store or bar, and go ahead and try a beer from Cahaba. But guys, Trent Dilfer error starts off one and zero again as the UAB Blazers take down the North Carolina A&T Aggies 35 to six and. Darian, I, I, where where would you like to start on this game? I mean, obvious, obviously, it's great to start off one and zero. Start off the Trent Dilfer era one and zero. Start off the inaugural season in the AAC one and zero. But I, I just want to get some quick thoughts from you, Darian. What 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 are your just very immediate takeaways from this game? Um, I think we did a lot of hmm, like um, with Trent. And by the way, guys, you're going to hear from my two-week-old baby, and you hear in the background, she's with me. I've been the only one to keep her calm tonight. So um, we're not only great podcasters, we're great dads. <laughs> but um, we need to get like a uh, – we need to get sponsored by like a, a some kind of kids clothing yes. store or something. <laughs> yes. I think, that, I think that'll be cool. Um, John, put that in the works, man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it. 
But I, I think I think that um we're finding our identity. Um I love that Mortensen was able to get this experience. I love how that I love how that we kept the ball and we I know uh, Jimmy made mention of this that we made something of that fourth quarter all the way to to we had it at the end. Here you go, baby. But and and then we uh we needed some players that we needed to run down. We needed some passing plays. We needed some running plays. We needed to go through this to just see who we are to continue to develop that. I'm proud of Jacob Zeno. He threw he he only had one WTF pass that that probably should have been a pick six. Oh my god! And you know he wanted yeah, that. Not one probably. Day. Like right <laughs> right when he threw after he threw that, you could like you know where where, where Jimmy and I were sitting, like mm-hmm. you, you could tell he was like, why did I throw that? <laughs> <laughs> but he only had one of those. And and yep. as for much as I love Dylan Hopkins, and I'm only doing this for just to compare. He seemed to have like three or four four of those a game. No matter who he played, he would have Dylan is a guy that's gonna do great down in New Mexico, not New Mexico State. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh Dylan is extremely talented, but he would have those passes that man, those passes can change the game. Totally Definitely. change the momentum of the game. Dino looks sharp, man. That that dime to TJ Ooh. Jones, shout out TJ you- Jones. I know he I know he listens to the pod. TJ. Uh, <laughs> shout out TJ, man. But uh that was a that was we didn't have too many plays that were like, oh, that's that's amazing. T Palm had one and Jacob Zeno definitely had one on that throw. That was that was a that was a big league throw. It was on the money, right in the bread basket for how how long? It was about 40 yarder, huh? Yeah, I think it's thirty-four. Yeah, about thirty. Yeah, that was perfect. I I just I just really think this game was really good for Alex Mortensen because let's be real, for my in my opinion, Alex got a little too cute when it was time, especially when it was uh. And I know I'm bouncing around. I don't know if we need to go a quarter quarter, but I'm trying to do a quick. Uh, no, just try we to- don't. Yeah, we don't have to do quarter by quarter, but I, I'm very glad that you started off with this, you know, talking about Zeno and talking about Morrison. But, yeah, hey, Zeno, hey, 38 of 41 for 291 yards, three TDs. I mean, you really can't ask much better from that 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 performance. And and I know that we, we just talked about that one ball that he knows that he wants back. Yeah, we had to, we had to get that out the way real quick. Just <laughs> get that out the uh, way. Other than that, man, I, I, he he really couldn't do much, and, and and I'm glad you brought up with the Mortensen. You know, I, that's why I texted you guys in the text thread. Like after that first drive that UAB, you know, went down and scored, I said, okay, well that we know that was scripted, but let's see what this offense looks after that drive. And I mean, it looked good. I mean, you take away, you know, Jimmy and I were talking to the game, like. The fumble from was it was it Tayshawn Palmer that fumbled? Yeah. That fumble? yeah. And then the you know uh, flip was just one yard short. I mean that's very well fourteen mm-hmm. points right there. So I mean True. they very well could have blew this thing even more wide open than they did. Um and and we were just talking before we hopped on and started recording. You know in the post uh, radio uh, segment with Trent Dilfer, I mean he said, hey, this isn't ten percent of the playbook. You know, there's still 90% of the playbook that nobody, you know, n- nobody has seen. So I-, I feel like, you know, he did get a little cute, too cutesy. Um, 
a couple early drives, but for the most part, I love what they did. Isn't isn't it good, guys, to just have somebody utilize the passing game in in the running game per se? You know, you know how like we would always just be so used to Debo getting it. Okay, well it'd be three yards. Everybody in the world knew Debo was doing it. But hey, how about you just do a quick pass to the slot or have a skull out there and catch a three four yard route? Mm-hmm. You know, like how. How good is that to just see UAB utilizing more than just, hey, we're going to ground and pound you know, all the time? So. It's huge. I mean, it's dynamic, and that was something that we saw early on and throughout the contest, right, was just having Jermaine Brown and Isaiah Jacobs in the game at the same time. And, of course, some of those dump-off passes were relatively short, but Jermaine Brown had at least, a, you know, I don't know if it was seven, eight yards. He had a, he had a catch down the field too, but, I mean, it just speaks to how versatile – uh, that we can be just to have both of those guys in the game at the same time. That's going to be a tough one-two punch for defenses to uh, to adjust to as we go throughout the season. And if they do, you know, we've talked as many times as we have about how deep the running back room is, and we were able to bring a guy in like Lee BB, and you know, even late in the drive, like he had those four carries and averaged over eight yards a clip. You know, Lee Lee Witherspoon got some time in there as well, but you know, we've talked over and over again about how deep that running back room is, and. You know, how about us just spreading the wealth offensively? We had yes, 13 different players that caught a pass. And you look at yes. these guys, and it wasn't one player that we zoned in on and that had six, seven, eight grabs. Like, you look at these guys, whether it's Farrier with four grabs, Palmer with four, Jermaine Brown with four, Dallas Payne with four, Isaiah Jacobs with four, Hooks with three, three, three. I mean, you look at this, and we just spread it around. And Trent's talked about that, right? Like, he's talked about – being multiple and getting different guys the ball. He's talked about, you know, just being efficient with snaps. So it's like, you know, looking at a guy like Tejon Palmer and saying like, hey, you're not potentially going to play as many snaps, but when you're in the game, like you're going to be more efficient because we're going to be more intentional about what we're going to do with you in certain situations. And so, you know, if you're an offensive player and you're looking at this, uh, this offense, it's got to be exciting that you know that you're going to be used in certain situations that you're going to get in the field and that you're not just going to be in the field as a receiver to block on the outside or stand there, Jimmy, right? Like you're going to be involved. Jimmy, you are preaching. Like these are <laughs> the exact same thoughts that was just going through my head, man. They're, these guys are going to be excited when they go in thinking like, oh, I have a route tree that I'm running. I'm not a gimmick guy. I remember I'm really close with Roger Johnson Sanders and he hated that he had a role here he hated it like he he was a gimmick he felt like he could he wanted to he wanted the opportunity to do more he wanted to run he wanted to run a route route tree and i went down i saw him play at troy a couple times he ran routes and he was amazing he was amazing like he could do he can do deep posts but here we had him as a sweet guy jet sweet that was it can't can't tell you nothing else he did he probably caught a screen or so Man, we had guys all over the field. I saw Malachi Hope Bennett catch a ball. You know, I saw Fred Ferrier. I saw Lee Beebe. I saw Lee Witherspoon. Like, it was so many guys, and that made me so happy. And then secondly, another thing about spreading the wealth like that was Jacob Zeno made very, very good decisions. Like I said, he had that one WTF, but how many times did he pull the ball down, gain positive yards? How many times did he check he checked down and we got a first down because he looked down the field, then like we saw check down eight yards. 
like that is stuff that we did not have in our offense. And that that to me is it's that professional feel that Trent loves to talk about. A lot of times we took unnecessary sacks. We just did some stupid stuff sometimes. I'm like, why did we put ourselves in that position? The only thing that we have to do now is like execute. There's no reason to be on the half yard line and not punch that in. Then that's when it comes to that cutesy stuff. Hey, QB sneak it four times, bro. We don't. I don't <laughs> want to see nothing else. I don't want to see. I don't want to see a running back. Just, just QB sneak. Yeah, you and we at the half yard line, bro. Like the the speed sweep was the worst play that you could possibly call it. So I'm like, I'm glad we got that out of our system. I'm so glad because I'm pretty sure Trenton's gonna be like, nah, scrap that, scrap that. And I'm so I'm I'm so used to like coach speak right here, like is. I'm trying to avoid cussing. It's like three times I almost cursed <laughs> right there. So, but I'm I'm glad we got that out of our system on offense. But I'm so excited, and I'm like a I'm such a Jacob Zito believer. I can't wait to see him against uh, Georgia Southern to where we can open up that playbook and we can really sling it more so downfield. I was I was also excited about how we used the whole width of the field. Mm-hmm. Like we were side to side. Yeah. And um, so it was like you had to cover. It's almost like a West Coast offense today. And I know we got some we got playmakers that we can dial it up and go deep. Um, we was throwing it over in the middle. Man, I'm pumped up because now you can't key in on all our running backs. So I'm excited. Uh, shout out to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I don't think we didn't give up a sack, right? That's right. Yep. Zero sacks. So shout out to the O-line, man. They did their thing. Um we're going to really get to see them get better competition and see what mm-hmm. they're really about some uh, next game against Southern. But offensively, uh, I don't know what I would grade us. What, what, what would you guys grade us offensively? I mean, we only punted the ball once. Right, um, yeah. It's we hard had the to... fumble, and, and then we – and then that, that, that Yeah, that, that – now that – I don't know if that's really on the players – that half-yard line thing. I think that was kind of Morton. I think he got to eat that one. So, well, overall, I, mean, I give us a B plus. A B, B plus, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so. I was leaning that way, too. I mean, when you go 8 for 10 on third-down conversions, you punt once. Um, you obviously put up close to 460 yards. You spread it around like we did. You didn't give up any sacks. I mean, yeah, I'm leaning towards a, a B at the worst, B plus. One more note. Uh, as, Darian, you were going through there, and I was thinking – what did BJ Jones tell us and and what is some of the uh you know the research we talked about uh earlier in the week in our preview was that the strength of this defense that we faced this evening was their secondary secondary good right? point good and, point and so i'm just even more so impressed and how efficient we were in that we didn't change it up and say hey they have an inexperienced front seven or our offensive line is on average 50 pounds heavier than their D line let's just punch it up the middle because we probably could have, but, you know, this is the offense that we were expecting, not to the extent that we, you know, anticipate as it evolves over the season. But that makes it even more impressive, guys, that that strength of that defense that we faced tonight was a secondary and a see Zeno and the receivers do what they did tonight. And, the, and Debo and Debo to the right of Debo up the middle, you know, crushing <laughs> it, you know, no, no, like I'm, I'm making a real point like. I'm not trying to diss, but yeah, Debo for 250 plus yards. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of show your identity, but it's against an FCS team, right? And what do you really gain from that? Because what when in the past what we would do was we would go to the next games, 
And we couldn't lean on it. We leaned on that for the first half, right? Think about Liberty. Yes. We leaned on that for the first half, but it was like turnovers and everything. But when it was time to diversify, we could not. And that was just that was just our season. We couldn't diversify. If plan A didn't work, we had to try to make plan A work again. That was it. Definitely. So I'm glad that we can uh we got some diversity and we got some freaking pace, man. We didn't come close to, you know, having the <laughs> having the clock run out on us and getting the penalty. We got pace to us now. So I love I love what we saw offensively for the most part. Definitely love the tempo. And before we move over to the defensive side of the ball, I do want to just let you know everybody know that I I just realized this too uh, because the UAB football account tweeted it out. But Jacob Zeno set a UAB school record. Uh, Thursday night with 38 completions and also the completion percentage of 92.7% is the fourth highest completion percentage in the AAC history. So, Dang. wow, what a performance. Like, that just adds to what we just talked about over these last, what, 16 minutes. Like, how and how impressive to do that. And I know some people are listening. It's like, oh, it's an FCS school. No, I mean, what what did Jimmy just say? You know, in our interview with BJ Jones, and also, you know, I, I got to talk with, um, you know, some NCAT people, like, and from inside the valley, like that secondary is good. Like, this is not like a trash like FCS team. This is a good FCS team. Like, and to do that and to look confident and comfortable, other outside of that one pass, like, my goodness, like what. It, it just brings it back kind of full circle, and I know it's just the first game, so we, we are definitely, like what Darian said earlier, hey, none of this matters what happened tonight. It's what happens next week in week two if and get to get UAB over this week two slump that they've been in since the return. Um, but my goodness, like what an impressive performance from Jacob Zeno and out of the receivers tonight. Right, right. Agreed. Awesome. Well, let's flip it over to the defense and kind of talk about what Sione Taufa'o, um did on the defensive side of the ball and the guys. And obviously, you know, I think I do think we do have to start with uh, Jackson Bratton, who um, want to plug the Patreon again. You know, I was able to talk with Jackson Bratton at the start of fall camp. Um, so patreon.com slash BlazerPod, check it out. But 12 tackles, two tackles for loss, two sacks. I mean... And, and that was with Bratton sitting out a couple series, I believe. Like, he, he was a stud tonight, Jimmy. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, man. Jackson Bratton was as good as advertised. And, you know, what's been so great about the evolution of, of his career thus far at UAB is that, you know, we had a couple games last year where he was able to step up and have some big outings. None to this caliber, right? Um, you know, but we've heard so much over the offseason, including your interview uh, with him, John, about uh, just his – leadership right him becoming more of a leader of this team and he's he led the team tonight with his performance right so he's talked about maybe not necessarily being the most vocal guy but he was everywhere like you look at that inside linebacker position look at the outcome look just look what he was able to do and so uh that was the kind of player that you think about that initially went to the university of alabama that was a four-star recruit like he was very impressive tonight, and I'm looking for forward to him having just a awesome season for UAB. Yeah, I think. I mean, he was good. Like, <laughs> it like, like don't get me wrong. To me, like the numbers are good, 
I'm just thinking about the overall performance um, of the defense, and you look and you're like, oh, they only gave up six points, right? They only gave up six points. But anybody with eyes that saw that saw that, like, we missed a lot of tackles. And that's the part that I don't like. This, is, this isn't, this is you know, freaking Georgia we're playing. Um, we missed way too many tackles. And I think the thing is, though, between weeks one and week two, especially for defense, you get a lot better because you hone in, you, you hone in on a lot um, of mistakes. But, um, but I think it's, I think it's good to preface with with our pre-pod discussion that it was so many guys in and out. Uh, John and Jimmy was doing it because I couldn't keep up. I'm like, man, who, what number? Why do we have this guy here? What's going on? Right. right? I think at one point, Jimmy, you said Sorrell's like was the guy. That man was out there getting four tackles like in the fourth (laughs) quarter. He came in and said, who is 33? Yeah, that's what I was looking at, Tom. I was like, who is this 33? And it was Will Sorrells. Okay, so. Yeah, then y'all said something about, like, Cy McDaniel in at yep. safety. I'm <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, I saw, you know, we saw A.J. Brown go down. He, you know, he got hurt. And then um, you guys pointed out DeMond Miller, who was uh, starting strong safety, didn't suit up. Swoops, who is our star, star player. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he didn't suit up. Um, Kendall Johnson, you pointed out, that was a guy that I saw him going through Blazer Walk, and I had the same thought, I believe, that you did, uh, Darren, when you saw him uh, at, at the uh, practice. So you're like, who is that? That guy is huge. And yeah, I didn't even yeah. think that. <laughs> <laughs> the dude, like, I remember we, we saw him at, uh, I've seen him at that. I was like, who? Freak, I have to t- find a way to talk to this guy. I don't know who this guy is. He's impactful. Um, I know when we saw him in the spring, he was one of the best defenders um, in that spring game that we had out there. But he kept flashing. And the dude looks the part. Like, <laughs> we thought, too, as Zamba looked the, looked the part. He, he's it's like just the same, almost. Kind of like more of a leaner fashion of him. But uh, it was so many subs, man. It was so much in and out on defense. I'm pretty sure those guys was trying to keep it vanilla. Um, and a lot of guys got good experience, like Rusal. I, I think Rusal is going to be special for us now. Yes, really, he made a I, really key play in that game tonight. He really did. Now, one thing that I am concerned about is I let, the lack of uh, – we didn't have any dynamicism on the, on the edge. Like, I wanted to see some edge rushers. I, I, I know we saw Nikhil Easton get in there and get a sack. I'm happy that Soldier was in there um, to do his thing, but I, you know, I wanted more from like a Desmond Little. I wanted more from Fish. I wanted more from Michael Fairbanks. I think Tyreek Howard was a beast. Now, Forty Three was a beast. When you, you go back and look at that film, he was controlling guys up there up front. Yes. But um, it was too many missed tackles. I think we allowed too many yards on the ground when we knew they couldn't do nothing but run it on the ground. I think. I think their passing was affected by our secondary, but also that they couldn't pass. It was both things could be true. They just wasn't good at the quarterback position. Guys, um, I was watching uh, football last weekend, and the FIU quarterback had four total passing yards. And for the vast majority of tonight, uh, you know, the the NCAT quarterback had seven yards. So he was barely beating <laughs> out the dude from FIU. He finished with 16, but I mean, just when you thought you couldn't see it. I mean, seven yards passing by 
the mm. Yankee quarterback. That was that was wild. I know our secondary is good, but we, I mean, we didn't have a lot of we didn't have a lot of our key guys. But also, like they didn't really get they couldn't get. I don't know if they got challenged. Or were we really that good, or did we just didn't get challenged good enough? I don't yeah, know the answer yeah. to that. Um, I do know that I don't. I I just didn't like the fact that when they did drop back, I felt like they didn't face enough pressure. And I think we were, for a one-dimensional team, we let them kind of succeed in that dimension too much. Mm-hmm. I did not like that. Um, but also, like like we stated, though, it's kind of hard to judge this game as well because so many guys was out, so many substitutions, so many, like, freshmen. It was just guys everywhere. I'm like, ooh, it almost looked like a scrimmage game, you know, like, like one, two, really three, did. I don't know. Yeah, like, on defense, like, offense was pretty consistent. On defense, it was so many jersey numbers out there, bro. I couldn't tell you what was going on. Um, they stayed vanilla for the most part because of that. I I didn't see any exotic pressures. I really saw base coverages. And, um, just the base defense. So, with that being said, I mean, I guess it's good. We gave up six points. Like, I, it would sound like we nitpicking and being buttholes a little bit, but I think I think our concerns are true. No, it, it, yeah, and, and I'm glad you are, you know, talking about that. And that's something that, you know, I know the staff is going to be looking at, you know, uh, come today or tomorrow, you know, in prepping for that Georgia Southern game. They're going to want to – um, look at these situations that, you know, some guys were out of place or just didn't do what they were supposed to do. Um, and, and they'll hopefully, you know, get it straightened out before Georgia Southern. Um, but, but two guys, I, you know, I know we talked about Jackson Braddon, but I, I really want to just give kudos to Kevin Penn. You know, he had, he had five tackles and a sack at TFL. Like this guy has worked his butt off the last few years. And I know he's been dinged up, you know, especially last year, he really didn't get to see, um, as much, playing time as he wanted but he was out there a good bit today and and in fact out of the defensive line like I think Kevin Penn impressed me the most tonight which is really weird to say you know with Fish and the other guys there like I, I mean I know we've talked about you know you know Fish earlier and then Tyreek Howard but I really like what I saw out of Kevin Penn out there tonight and that's what we need to hear John that's yes. that's what we need to hear it's like we need to really see where our depth is at and really see where our strength is at. And is it depth or is that start potential? You know, so like yep. Kevin Penn was a guy that had an old Miss offer coming out of high school. And like you said, he's been dealing with injuries his whole career. And this is, his, I feel like this is his first year just being healthy yeah, coming in. Is. So if that's, uh, I think um, he can probably finally show that potential that he had, he, that he's had, uh, I think another guy that's been dinged up his whole career I was wondering about and that I think really played well, I feel like stood out, was Michael Moore. Yes. Um, number 15. I think he did a good job being physical, setting the edge. He made a couple solo tackles. Uh, he flashed to me on the film. Like, he got up the field and he actually was uh, provide some dynamic pass rushing abilities out there. So, um, I'm really excited to see uh, Georgia Southern as a team that we know that that can sling it. Um, and real quick, Darren, what 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 jersey number was Michael Moore wearing tonight? Fifteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't ninety five, <laughs> you know. He was he was number fifteen. Wait, who 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 was fifteen? <laughs> okay, I ain't gonna go there with you. <laughs> 
Patreon.com. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael Moore did good in that 15. I can tell you that. But uh it got the yeah, penalties. But, no penalties in the first half. I mean, I know yeah. it got what? a little ugly that second half, but hey, when's the last time you seen a UAB game where they did not have one penalty in the first half of football? Yeah, and I ain't even like the the pass interference. Like that didn't one for the he went for the first half. It was nitpicky. I mean, I guess I see why it was called, and you know, I'll go back and rewatch the game tomorrow. Now, one of the penalties, and we talked about before we recorded, was that leaping on the mm-hmm. punt. I, I've got to go back and see what happened there. Like, yeah, that that and that was a huge penalty in the game. I mean, it didn't end up, you know, having a factor in the game. But I mean, you know, you got a good return from DMAC, and all of a sudden, that's wiped away, and A and T gets a first down, and. I, I can't remember if they scored that drive, but John, John, you're talking about no penalties in the first half, but wasn't it in the like the first play of the game? Didn't we have like two guys with number thirteen? <laughs> Same like, on number. The, field, they dec- <laughs> the other team declined it. Hey, when I when I when I heard that, I said, "You got to be kidding me." <laughs> <laughs> we were we were so much cleaner with penalties, and we were so much cleaner with our pace and tempo. Like those were things that were night and day i think the only thing offensively that i would take um from a, a bill clark brian vincent type of offense is like when it was time to line up and, and run that thing we did you know minus minus utsa <laughs> minus utsa when we went down there and kind of choked the game boy we didn't run it then but besides that like when it was a third and one or third it's time to kind of like just nut up and believe in our guys up front yes. and believe in our running backs. Um, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I saw um, that, Jimmy. Yeah, because Trent, yeah, what, what Jimmy's saying in the chat is that he, Trent talked post game and he was like, he, he even said that uh, the refs missed a couple holding calls. So even he's noticing, like, hey, we need to, you know, UAB needs to clean up some stuff before they go to Statesboro next week. So that, and that's, yeah, good. I, I think that's a coach being a coach too. Like, well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they're yeah, always coach like, I want more. I want the best <laughs> for my team. You know, that's so true. <laughs> but uh, I think defensively, I think uh, we need to sure up. Now, I was going to ask you guys, what do you think we look like next game defensively? Like, do we get a lot of those guys back, and are we more consistent? What What, what you think? Um, that's a good question. I mean, you know that that secondary was starting to get dinged up towards the second half of uh, tonight. So um, ho- hopefully, hopefully, and that and that's too. Hey, that's a good thing about playing Thursday night. You get a couple days rest, right? Like you get yeah. the hey, you know, couple night, couple days rest. Look at the film, and then okay, now we're a four day prep for Georgia Southern. You know, like so that that is the perks of playing early on a Thursday night. So hopefully, you know, I, I really couldn't see what happened um, with a couple of guys like a Ray Thornton. You know, Jimmy, you know, was telling me, you know, he, he got off. I couldn't tell what happened there. Hopefully he just got, you know, dinged up a little bit. Jimmy um, also noticed that Charlie Good was out for a while. That's yeah, true. I, yeah. So Ray Thornton went out relatively early. He was on the bike like he was on the bike. I, I would assume that he could have gone back in. But that's when uh, we saw some other guys come in and, and we know that Swope's uh, he, he wasn't dressed out, but, you know, I don't have any information, but it didn't appear to me to be anything like substantial. So I would hope that Swoops would be back and that Ray Thornton would have a little bit of extra time to rest. Uh, and DeMond Miller, I know he's dealt with some injuries throughout his career. Like, again, uh, I would hope that you get some combination, you get two or three of those guys back. And 
Um, Charlie Good, I think the uh, announcer called him Good A or something. Goody, I forgot what they said <laughs> at one point in time. Uh, Good A, yeah, yeah Good A. Uh, I don't know if he got hurt. I just didn't see him out there for a little while. So we had some other guys coming in like a Sorrel. So I wasn't sure uh, where number forty Charlie Good was for for a few possessions. So, but for me. You know, I'm listening to what Dilfer has said consistently when the question's been asked is that we've had little dings, right? Like we haven't had any, you know, anything major. Uh, and then when you look at a couple of the guys tonight, they're on the depth chart and the two deep going into the week. So I, I can only assume that, you know, hopefully we'll have some of those guys back next week, Darren. Yeah. And I think I think what we want to see is just like what we saw from the offense. It's like the consistency, right? Like. We want to see DeMond Miller. We want to see Swoops. Those are two of our leaders defensively. Uh, we need to see those guys out there. I want to see I want to see Mayala out there. I want to see Kendall Johnson. That's like we talk about dynam- uh, being dynamic on that outside. Bam, there you go. You know, I, we need a healthy Charlie Good uh, to play alongside Jackson Bratton. We need a healthy Tamarius Brown um, out there. We need a healthy Reese Collier out there. Oh, look at my baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you, but, speak, uh, you speak of Mayala. It was a good sign he was dressed out tonight. Now, he didn't yeah. get in, I don't believe, but that was a good sign that he dressed out. So, hopefully, we'll be good to go for Statesboro next week. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I just think if we have all those pieces and we have a consistent rotation, then we can see something a lot more different as far as in <sighs> – especially with a guy like Swoops and stuff out there, just accountability, you know, and just being able to run more with your defense. I think you, once once you're able to run more and be more aggressive, you play more faster. That That's another thing I saw. I felt like we didn't play, like, as downhill and as fast. And I think that's because we had so many guys in and out. You just say, play, play the base, base pressure. We sent that pressure that one time, and we got a sack when the kill Eason. Um, so I want to see us be exotic. I want to see us do multiple things defensively, kind of like what we do offensively. And, um, I think we, I think this team can be good, man. I I really do. I I think we got the tools there. I think we have the staff. I think we can make some noise in AAC, man. Definitely. Well, guys, y'all, Jimmy, anything else to add? Or do you, do we think we can wrap this? We missed the 28 year, uh, 28 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yard field goal. Yeah. That wasn't inspiring oh, at all. That, yeah. that was not good. Wide right, too. Yeah. That, that like, what? Yeah. Come on. Hey, here's here's the thing. We talked about it in the offseason. John mentioned it earlier that damn game two every season has just been our, you know, kryptonite. Beat Southern. Just do it. Like, let's let's get out of Statesboro with a win. Let's come back to protective 2 and 0. Get some momentum. Uh, you know, with the opportunity to start the season off hot, I'm so forward, you know, looking forward, I should say, uh, to doing a preview of George Southern. They're going to be scary offensively. Um, so, uh, to Darren's point, it's going to be important that we get some guys healthy, but no, nah, nothing else to add about this game. I'm just already starting to get excited, uh, about that trip to Statesboro. I'm excited about what we can be, man. Mm-hmm. Like what we right. see in Zeno, and then if we open up this. This offense, man, I do we like I don't want to get I don't want to overshoot it. But what if we opened up this up, you know, open up this offense like think with me, dream with me, Blazer Nation. Right. We open up this offense. And what if Zeno comes out and drops 380 tomorrow mm. on on 30 on 30 for 36 passing, you know, 
380 and it's it's like okay like all right i'm 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 gonna start getting i'm gonna start getting hype like all right like okay now you know like i i think we might have a good one back at quarterback and we got a lot of weapons so um and we proved that we can protect him and if we can get that consistency on defense i'm telling y'all i'm telling y'all we can do something but it's going to be up to the players and, the, and this coaching staff to all galvanize it together. Hey, one more thing. I just want to give a shout out to Richard Duncan. Got to meet John's dad, Richard, this evening. Oh, big he's Rich, the man. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we, got, we got Big Jim and uh, Richard together tonight. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, we, that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> we got I them like together. That. Richard is the man, shout out. And then also, uh, what's up to Thomas Johnson? I got to meet Thomas uh, this evening shout as well. Shout out, Thomas. Yeah, yes. shout out. Big, big time supporter. Uh, so it was great to see some of y'all at the game. Definitely. Well, again, UAB takes down the North Carolina A&T Aggies 35 to six to start the 2023 season one and O and start the Trent Dilfer era off to the right way. But again, we do want to uh, thank you uh, to Cahaba Brewery, like for sponsoring us and just, you know, thank you. If you, if you guys Blazer fans, if you're listening and you're at the Cahaba Brewery on East Avondale, definitely, Hey, you know, let it, let them know you listen to the Blazer Victory podcast and you appreciate their support. Um, but we are very grateful for them and can't wait to hopefully unveil some new things soon. Um, but but without further ado, we'll. Hey John, um, did you did you see what our friend Jerry Cumulus is it Cumulus? Uh, did you see from uh, from UTSA from the audio audio dome audible? Is that right? It's a Jared Cal, a Jared, Jared Calmus from the Alamo, Alamo Audible. Yeah, you, you know. Alamo Audible. Okay. It's it's late, bro. It's, it's, no, no. What he what he tweet? He said that uh, I'm I'm really doing this for Blazer Nation because I really love Jared. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. he said that Tulsa was playing similar FCS uh, opponent, and they they looked much better than UAB. Whoa. And they had a backup quarterback in. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna have to make a phone call to Jerry because that, that's my Ooh. boy. That, that's my boy, but I, I'm gonna Ooh. watch that. Yeah, that was spicy. <laughs> hmm. Hey, thanks for tuning in the game, Jared. We appreciate you watching. <laughs> we appreciate you caring, man. I said okay. Don't right. don't lose to the Blazers of San Antonio now. I'm telling you, watch out now. I'm, I'm hey. gonna retweet. I'm gonna repost it till I die now. Jacob's coming home to San Antonio. <laughs> Uh, He's going right. to get hey, And I was going to say, those Roadrunners better be focused on this Saturday. They got to go to Houston. So they yeah, they need to get Go UTSA. I'm, I'm going. Go there you UTSA. go. Hey, I'm for them hard, man. Birds up, man. Yeah, birds yes. up. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, Jimmy, you want to go ahead and close us up? Blazer Nation, just blaze.